Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. This is the only podcast that digs deep into Scripture and then tells you how to apply it to your life so your life has meaning and purpose and you can be a glory to God and be well-pleasing to Him. Thank you for joining me on episode 64 on the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we've been talking about how to study the Bible, because there's so much more to studying the Bible than just reading it. And we've had several podcasts in the recent past about how to do that, and how to make your time in God's Word impactful, impactful to your life, and your job, and your family. (laughs) Today we're going to cover some interesting observations, or like I like to say, dynamic observations about studying the Bible. These things are helpful to know. They also are things that kind of blow your mind and maybe even help you a little bit. One of the first things that I like to remind people is, when you're a true Christian, the Holy Spirit will help you understand the Bible. He wants you to grow and to mature and to have wisdom concerning the Bible, and then apply that to your life, which we call practical application. A lot of pastors talk about the Bible, but don't do so good of a job of how to apply it to your daily job as a welder or, or a barista or cleaning hotel rooms or drafting. <laughs> but we do that here. Looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in about verse 10 and a few after that, says that God has revealed spiritual wisdom to us and how to grow and mature as a Christian by reading his word. And it says he does so using the Holy Spirit. It's one of the reasons Jesus brought the Holy Spirit to us when he left was to help us to grow and mature and, and to gain biblical wisdom. Verse 10 says, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And those things predominantly are found in His Word. We just got to go get them. (laughs) And we get them by studying God's Word. That passage in 1 Corinthians 2 goes on to say, These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. So again, when you study God's Word, the Holy Spirit is teaching you through His Word. And that's really cool to have God Himself in the form of the Holy Spirit teaching you. We've heard the term illuminating Scripture is what the Holy Spirit does. and Things just jump out you and make wonderful meaning and applicable to your life for that day. That's why it's really good to read the Bible in the morning because you can take that and use it throughout the day if you remember what you read. <laughs> now here's the other side of that coin. And that is that unbelievers have trouble studying and understanding the Bible. 
The very next verse, verse 14 in that 1 Corinthians 2 passage says, But the natural man, that's referring to unbelievers, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And that's why some people say, Oh, I've read the Bible and I didn't get anything out of it. Or they say, it doesn't make any sense to me. Or it's foolishness. Or it's a bunch of fables. Or it's a crutch. (laughs) Because they're not getting it. Because they don't have the Holy Spirit in them helping them. But when we true Christians become saved, we get the Holy Spirit to help us. And this is one of the things that he helps us with, is understand God's Word. And that is really cool. When you really realize that and have specific examples of that happening, the Scripture just opens up and becomes exciting and fun to read. It really does. And I hope and pray that happens to you, because it sure has to me. And that's one of the reasons why I have such a love for God's Word. I have a friend, Chris, whose father, Miles, used to say, reading the Bible is like eating chocolate. I just love it, and it is sweet. So I hope through this series of podcasts, it becomes like chocolate to you, too. Or vanilla ice cream. (laughs) That's my thing. (laughs) With vanilla cookies mixed in with it, you know. (laughs) Incredible sugar rush. (laughs) Well, you can get a Holy Spirit rush when you read the Bible. Well, maybe not like that, but it certainly is fun and exciting and enlightening when you read God's Word. And again, there are several passages that describe people who don't understand the Bible as not being truly saved. You know, they're the ones that say, I don't get it, or they get it wrong. So I would suggest when you sit down to do a little Bible reading, studying, (laughs) that you ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate some things for you, to show you some things in the Bible, some things that will be helpful to you to grow as a Christian or to make it through the day and to give you an anchor for your soul. I love that term, that God and His Word is an anchor to our soul. That's from the book of Psalms. Just think about that for a sec. Picture a ship or a boat out on the ocean, and it's very windy, and there's wind blowing at different directions and swirling or There's waves, maybe even a strong current that's moving the boat where you don't want it to go. There's one thing that can keep you steady, and that's an anchor. If you drop anchor, you'll stay in one place. Now, you may bob around a little bit, but you're actually staying in one place. And that's what the Word of God is. In these times of turmoil and changes, and winds blowing us in different directions, And the current flowing where sometimes it takes us to places we don't really want to go. We can have an anchor. We can drop anchor into God's Word. That is something really wonderful because if you start your day with God's Word and then turn to it often throughout the day for for help, especially if you read something really good and then look that up on your phone occasionally and remind yourself, that's taking a look at that chain that's anchored down below and gives you courage and hope and strength and also just a peace 
to know that even though I might be blown around a bit, I still have an anchor. Did you know that Jesus expects us to read the Bible? If you're familiar with Bible stories at all about Jesus, a lot of times there are people that ask him questions or maybe even try and point out something they thought he was doing wrong or tried to flame him on Facebook. (laughs) And he would answer saying, have you not read or have you not heard? (laughs) In other words, you're supposed to be reading this stuff. You're supposed to be reading the Bible and then applying it. And that's what he was getting frustrated at them about. So he would say that. So don't let Jesus down. Read your Bible and your questions will be fewer and fewer and your life will be better and better. (laughs) Here's another observation and it's kind of a little side note, but it's actually underlying to a good bit of this. It takes faith to study the Bible. And when God sees your faith, he will help you understand the Bible even more. Hebrews 11, 1, 3, and 6 says that faith comes by reading God's Word. Paul said that also in Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You see, we have faith that the things written in the Bible are true and they are God's Word. And when you do, God is pleased. That's what Hebrews 11.6 says. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek him is a way of increasing your faith. And we do that by diligently reading God's word, because God's word is him. In fact, it's more specifically Jesus. In John chapter 1, the Apostle John wrote about Jesus that he is the Word of God and that he came and dwelt among us. He came and lived among us like we do, like, like, like one of us, so that he can have a relationship with us, an intimate and personal relationship with us, because he is one of us. He became one of us. That's really cool that the Word of God came and lived and walked and talked among us and now is alive in heaven and we can know Him. Right there is something I would suggest you study. John chapter 1. Okay, back to our passage. And right in the middle of that Hebrews eleven six verse, it says that God will reward you when you diligently seek and study His Word. Revelation 1, 3 says that also. You will be rewarded. You will get special blessings (laughs) when you read God's Word and study it. I would suggest make time to study. Be intentional about it. Set a time of day that, unless something major happens, that's your time for studying God's Word. And it doesn't have to be long, but it does need to be about 20 minutes because that's how long it takes to get your mind, you know, kind of into it, to get into the zone, if you will, and then have the Holy Spirit start teaching you and and learning some things, and then thinking about how to apply it to your life. That takes 20 minutes to do that little process, and just read a little passage at a time. You don't have to read a whole book or, or start from Genesis 1 and read your way through, although that's okay, too. But the Bible is 
actually meant to be taken in bite-sized pieces and chewed on and savored and nourish you and give you strength and peace and learn how to apply it to your life. And if you decide to work your way through a book, and before reading one of the books of the Bible, read an overview of that book and learn about the author and the date and some of the period information first, you know, when it was written. And a good study Bible or concordance will help you with this. Um, And it gives you information like that at the beginning. So look for a good study Bible to help you to understand those. I like the MacArthur Study Bible. That's just my preference. I hear David Jeremiah has a good one too. And, you know, Ryrie's been good for a lot of years. My favorite is the MacArthur Study Bible. And remember this too, the Old Testament, other than Psalms and Proverbs, is generally meant to be read as a narrative. It's kind of like reading a novel. So you can get a lot from those books, but read them like reading a novel. And it's helpful when you do that. Here's another thing, the four Gospels, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're four different guys' opinion. The Holy Spirit helped them write it, but it's their opinion from their points of view about Jesus. So again, this is when it's helpful to have a study Bible because at the beginning of each of those, you could read about the author and his particular point of view, how he was raised and, and his style of writing. And then you can start seeing that in there and seeing how he portrays Jesus from his background and his points of view and things that he liked to look for and that were impactful to him. And they're a little bit different than another guy's. So read about that. I will do a podcast here in the next few weeks about the differences of those guys. So hang on here another week or two. I'll do that. What about the book of Revelation? Boy, is that an odd one. (laughs) Well, it kind of is because... It's all about Jesus. It is the revelation of Jesus when he comes back and sets up his kingdom and all of the events that must take place prior to that happening. It's not the book of revelations, you know, like a whole bunch of things. No, it's got one revelation, and that's Jesus. And what's interesting about that book, and it tells you in Revelation 1-3, is that you get a special blessing by reading and studying that one, partly because you will get a lot of peace knowing what's coming. Yeah, you actually get peace. Even though there's lots of stuff in there that's very disconcerning. (laughs) It is really cool to see how Jesus prevails. And when we stick with him, we will win too. We will be riding with him on a horse behind him when he comes to victory couple things about that is it does take you to almost every Old Testament book in the Bible, you know, to help you figure out what's these things about the lampstands or the, or the, the virgin and the robe and the, you know, all those things, locusts and things. It's all explained in the Old Testament. All those things are. And that's part of the blessing you get is it takes you to almost every other book in the Bible to figure it out. There are about three individual timelines going kind of congruently through the book of Revelation. But we can handle that because we watch a lot of movies that have three separate kind of storylines going at the same time. 
right? <laughs> but let me tell you, this is when a good commentary or a study Bible will help, will help a lot. The rest of the New Testament is meant to be read in small parts, like I said earlier. You know, study these parts and then ask, how can I apply this to my life? Most of it isn't really written to us, but it certainly is written for us. A good example of that is the book of Romans. That was written to the Roman government or the Roman leaders. But boy, can we sure learn a lot from it. (laughs) It's very helpful. Here's another dynamic observation about studying the Bible. You will learn an incredible amount each time you read a book. And by that I mean pick a book in the Bible and read it, and then start over again and read it again. Now, it might take you longer than 20 minutes, but, you know, read a little bit at a time and work your way through it, and then go back and read it again. I got this from John MacArthur, who said that he decided he was going to read First John, which is a pretty small book. He decided he was going to read that every single day for 30 days. And he said the more he read it as the days progressed, the more he started learning, and he learned something different every day. In fact, when he got through the 30 days, he kept reading several more days because he enjoyed it so much. He was learning and learning, and that's the Holy Spirit teaching you. That'll happen to you too. So pick a book and read through it several times. That's pretty cool. In fact, pick a book and master it. Become an expert at that one book. Um, maybe that's the book of James or, or Philippians is really good because that's really uplifting. Just read it numerous times and studying it and, and maybe even teach it like in a small Bible study. Put together a little outline and teach it. In fact, that's one of the best ways to learn a subject or to learn a book or, or topic in the Bible is to teach it. And remember this, too. I think I said it earlier. Say a quick prayer right before you sit down to read that God would open up some of the scriptures and really help you. In fact, pray before, during, and after your little session of reading. And then read it as if it's a letter written to you by the Holy Spirit. And that's one of the things that people who aren't saved have trouble with the Bible is The Bible is written to us Christians, and if they don't get it, it's because they're reading somebody else's mail. (laughs) Now, I know that contradicts what I just said about, you know, it may not be to us, but it's for us. But it can be a frame of mind that helps you to understand the Bible. You know, maybe like say, okay, the author is sitting next to me, and I'm reading something that he wrote, and he's wanting my feedback. (laughs) So I have to read it pretty intently to understand it, and then give him some feedback. And then after I give him the feedback, then he might come back to me and say, so is any of this applicable to your life today? Here's something else. It's okay to write in your Bible. Underline things, take notes, and make references to other passage. It's okay to do that. I know we have reverence for God's Word, but He wants us to interact with it. And one of the ways that we can do that, interact with it, is the same as interacting with him. (laughs) One of the ways we do that is by going ahead and 
underlining some things and writing some notes or maybe even writing down some questions and then tell God, I, I, I would really like an answer to this question sometime. And he will. You know, things that you may not understand or, or you want to ask a pastor about, it's okay to do that. In fact, Jesus said, if you ask, it will be answered. If you seek, you will find it. And if you knock, it will be opened. I like to suggest writing in pencil, because then you can erase and make some changes as you grow and mature. Oh, and maybe even write down the date when you wrote down a question in your Bible. So you can go back and when you see that at some type and say, Oh, I remember that. I do know the answer to that now. Thank you for being faithful, Father. (laughs) Oh, and when you're reading the Bible, listen for that still small voice, which is what some people call the Holy Spirit talking to you. Listen for that. Read the passage until something really speaks to you through the passage. You know, it may be that still small voice that's helping you understand it, but then read that part several times and selah. You know that word, S-E-L-A-H. You see that in the book of Psalms a lot. That means pause and think about that. Oh, and do this too. When you read a passage... It's okay to ask, what does it mean to me? But it's more important to ask, what does the passage say? Sometimes we can fall into a trap of trying to force a passage to say something that we want it to say to me. (laughs) And really, that's not what it's saying. But we do want to know what it says. And maybe it will apply to us, but you get it. I also like to use the principle of the trivium. Which is deep stuff right there. (laughs) The trivium involves grammar, logic, and rhetoric. What are those three things in that passage that you just read? And then sit back and think about it. And ask yourself about those three things. And then try and explain it. Try and explain it out loud. Try it. It really helps. (laughs) And finally... I would like to suggest you pick a version in the Bible and try and stick with it. Now, there are some versions that are more for newer Christians, and eventually you will outgrow those and graduate up to another version, Um, and that's okay. But when you're writing things down in your Bible and notes and things, it's good to have one that, that will stay with you. And I like to just pick a version and use that, and maybe that would be something you want to do too. If you want suggestions on that, uh, the the New King James Version I really like because that's the version our pastor teaches out of. So maybe that's the one that you want to use too. So you can follow along word for word when he's reading it. So if you don't know which version he uses when he's teaching, ask him. We're starting to run out of time or I would tell you a lot more about the different versions, but I just like to settle in on one, and you can't go wrong with the New King James. There are others that are good, too, and if you listen to my podcast last week, I mentioned something that's really cool to have is Strong's Concordance. It's available in print and digital form, and that way you can check what the original writings used for words, (laughs) okay? 
point isn't so much what version, but the point is, are you reading God's Word and studying it and realizing that is the only anchor that is trustworthy, the only anchor to your soul that is trustworthy? As we rapidly fall into the age of deceptions and lies and truth is relevant, it's different for different people, it is so nice to have a truth that you can know and to anchor to. And it is God's Word. Why do I say that? Because God's Word is given by inspiration of God, literally breathed out by God. Yeah, he used guys to write it down with their own little flares, but it's his word written through them. And it's profitable. Okay, it's valuable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction or training in righteousness, that you may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work and everything you do in life. Yeah, it doesn't tell you how to set a broken arm, but it does help you to get through the pain. <laughs> okay? And Scripture provides the comprehensive and complete body of the divine truth of God, necessary for life and godliness. It tells you what is wrong behavior, what are wrong beliefs, and it tells you what sin is, which, of course, God hates. And Jesus died on the cross to pay the penalty for that sin for you on your behalf. So it tells you what that is. And it tells you how to deal with those things through repentance and realizing Jesus paid that penalty. It also is restorative. It creates a new person in you. And it restores not only your relationship with God, but it can restore your relationship with others too. It helps you get back up on your feet. And it helps you get through tough times. And it sets the foundation of your beliefs because when you believe right, you will think right, you will then feel right, and then you will do right and live right and treat others right. Because godly behavior, which you learn from Scripture, is the best way to do life. Now, I said at the conclusion of last week's episode that this one was going to be more of the lies that Satan has or the world has about the Bible and kind of run out of time. So we'll do that next time. I'll just devote our next episode to totally be what lies there are about Scripture. So tune in next time. And in the meantime, remember you can connect with me through bluejeanschristian.com and remember to purchase my book please that's a way of helping me to fund this podcast if you would uh, your glorious endeavor is the name of the book you can also leave a tip on the website there's a couple places that say you can do that through venmo or paypal I'm sure appreciate that because it does cost money to do this every week and it would be nice to know that it's appreciated all right, folks, thank you so much. See you next time.